on to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Says, oh my god. I'm your Huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Well, then this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch. The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Hey, Just to wake you guys up a little, Pantera there. They are the Cowboys from hell, goddammit. Holy shit. <laughs> Anthony, hope that woke you up. Yes, for this edition of the Hollywood Hangout, I am wide awake. So oh, thank you for that. That's 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 a that's a really good thing, Anthony. But, I, <laughs> but, but I do have one question. What's that? Why is your dick out? Because I'm going to come from my own home. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it. And it works. It just works sometimes, man. That explains everything. All right. Now we know. And plus plus hangouts in the title, so I figured it works. Oh, there you go. Great. (laughs) All right. So there you go, folks. We are Hollywood Hangout. I am Boxman. That is Anthony. We appreciate y'all joining us. Um, I guess real quick, we'll go ahead and get these these little plugs out of the way. What do you think there, Anthony? That sounds like a plan. All right. Let's do it. Wrestling O.D., Check him out over there. Check out Shaheen over there. Nuclear Heat Graphics. You can check him out at NuclearHeatShop.com. 
Uh, check out Wrestling's High Marks over there on YouTube. And, of course, Bobby Anthem and We're starting off awesome, aren't we, Anthony? No, you were doing good, bro. Doing All good. right. Check out Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades on the Inhuman Experience. Also, don't forget about Bobby Anthem searching for his lost soul. Find that on the Inhuman Experience feed, Apple Podcasts, and all the usual platforms. And don't forget to check out Eric, Doug, Doug's brother, on Unscripted Wrestling. You can find Unscripted Wrestling on the Philly Sports Passion feed, and you can find that everywhere I just mentioned before, uh, on all podcast platforms. Once again, I want to shout out Stephen Milan. Again, he shares everything on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere you can share shit. Check him out on Letterboxd. That's B-O-X-D dot com. Stephen Milan. Over five, almost 6,000 films. Uh, don't forget to check out Wrestling Umbrella. And you can check out me and Anthony Wednesday nights on the Dirt Sheet Dudes right here. Mixture.com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes. And I think that's all we need to do right now. All right. So that's done. We actually have a good one for you guys tonight. We got a fun one, I believe, for you guys tonight. Um... In the wake of the Rambo movie coming out and the criticism that this movie is receiving, Anthony, have you seen or read any of the criticism of this movie yet? I have not heard about the criticism, which I'm actually happy about because I'll be able to react organically and naturally because who the fuck would be pissed off about Rambo? I figured, you know, it'd be very nostalgic. It'd be very cool. For people from a certain generation, well, you know, like Rambo's bad, you know. Yeah, but you know, you got Rolling Stone out there, Vice, Total Mayhem, USA Today. Well, wait, 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 hold on, hold, hold, pause for a second. Uh huh. Did you did you just say Total Mayhem? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, uh an, an organization, a magazine, whatever it is, called mm-hmm. Total Mayhem, mm-hmm. has an issue with Rambo. Yes, and so does Lionsgate have a issue with Rambo. It's uh Jesus. even even the creator of the books has a problem with this movie. Um they are first of all not uh, look, I'm, I don't mean to bring politics up, but Sylvester Stallone's a conservative, which it's not very popular to be a conservative in Hollywood nowadays. Um so that's number 1 that they're obviously jumping uh right on him for I have something to play, which um, I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way real quick. It's by a gentleman named Razor Fist on YouTube. Uh, he's known as the Rageaholic. He's going to tell you a little bit about it. It's a, about five minutes, but I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll pause it at one point, and then we'll get back into it. This guy's great. I love this guy. I really do. I really And he's obviously an Opie and Anthony, uh, old school Opie and Anthony fan. I can tell by one reference he makes, and I'll throw, I'll, uh, I'll point that out to you in a little bit. But uh, let me get a little volume here, and I'm going to go ahead and knock this out, Anthony, because uh, this pretty much gets right into the old Rambo. Okay. Or as as you'll hear, uh, he he even gets a Ramboner at the end. <laughs> so we're so so we're going there already. We're not even ten nope. minutes into the show. Nope. Nope, not even. T- I don't even think we're five minutes in right now, Anthony. We're we're going. We're going there. We're not there. even putting a tip in. We're just going full in. We're, we're, we're raw. We're going raw. Busting it open. That's All it. Right. Play the clip, box. Oh <laughs> baby, I like it raw. Here we go. I don't know if you've heard, but as of this weekend, John Rambo is. 
back, bitches, and not a moment too fucking soon either, with action films so fucking bad, bearded bitch wads like Keanu Reeves are routinely confused with bona fide badasses. That's right, Captain Cuckface, I said it. Good luck making me stop. Better still, the rumored script floating around in the aspiring actress couch orgy of modern Hollywood was not a fucking rumor. You see, ever since the excellent but obnoxiously titled Rambo machine gunned the shit out of our audiovisual cortex, wherein he nuked a jungle and used a browning to turn Burmese Bolsheviks into beefaroni, a script had circulated online alleging that Rambo's next sequential stop would be BTFO and some cartel cunts at the Arizona border. And let me be praised, that's exactly what we're fucking getting. We're dealing with an expert with guns, with knives, with his bare hands. Rambo was the best. I finally came home. Defend the only family I've ever known. You must really want this girl. All she's got is me. She's coming home. You started this. I'll end it. And the press are, predictably, receiving it with open arms, attached to middle fingers. The few they managed to dislodge from their own assholes, that is. Gory, offensive, and shallow, shrieked IGN. Rambo, a Reagan-era hero, re-engineered for the MAGA-era ovulates Rolling Stone. What? Do these Frisco fuckknobs find offensive, you inquire? Let's read on and find out. Filmmakers have made Mexico seem like an infinite wasteland of crime and death, and most of the Latino characters on screen are criminals or broad stereotypes. The Rambo films have rarely been bastions of cultural togetherness, but in 2019, these broad stereotypes are offensive and dated and downright irresponsible. IGN, I'm terribly sorry the daily reality I witnessed volunteering in border towns in northern Mexico, and of course living in Arizona is problematic to you Trotsky-eyed titwanks. Maybe now you'll stop fucking moving here. A girl can dream. Sure shit, dick. This is what you find offensive. Not that time in Rambo 3 when he aided Afghani freedom fighters, who turned out to be the Taliban. Whoops. Alright, real quick. The uh, one little quick Opie and Anthony reference was the shit dick word uh i believe the only place i've ever heard that word is opie and anthony honestly i really do uh think that's the only place i've ever heard that word used and uh there was even a song made um i happen to have it i'm not going to play it i don't have it on my computer but there was a song named shit dick um Maybe I'll play it at the end of the show for you guys. But uh, let me keep going. Uh, all right, Scott and uh, it's pathetic, but Scott and Rybrett knows this guy. I really like this guy. I've only seen two of his videos so far. I really like the old Razor Fist here. But uh, I digress. And here we go.
If representing a reality where cartels abduct innocent women, sell them into sex slavery, traffic coke, weed, and all the lovely drugs you said legalizing would improve Mexico but fucking haven't, while making regular armed incursions against ranchers along the Arizona border is a jingoist murder fantasy, wait till you watch a goddamn documentary, dipshit! Never mind your cockeyed criterion for reviewing a fucking action film. Sure, sure, blood, bullet spray, omnipresent action sequences, but really, what does it all say? I don't know, Whitney. I think it says the movie you wish you were watching sucks veiny chode through a silly straw. You want to know what empirical qualitative criteria normal people apply to a Rambo film? One, is it Rambo? Two, does he have a machine gun? Three, is he dropping more douchebags than IGN's parent company? Congratulations, it's worth fucking watching. This is why the opinions of waifs in woman genes should not be considered when crafting an action film. Listening to these lisping man-bun colonies was the first step in shitting all over the action genre in the 90s. Over a 10-year period, we went from Arnold snapping necks and shotgunning shitbags in Commando and Raw Deal to 20-pound runway models in pleather corsets kicking the shit out of a bodybuilder in Underworld of Resident Evil Part Pie. We got interchangeable action bullshit vainly attempting to be serious works of sci-fi art. Thanks, James Cameron! I remember when action protagonists were too busy having balls to shave them, and evidently, so does Sly Stallone. I'm gonna watch this movie HARD! I'm gonna watch it with popcorn in one hand, a soda in the other, and a sirloin steak wielding an AR-15 propped on my pulsating ram boner for the fucking duration. And every time he kills a cartel cuntwad, I'm gonna shout, BOOM GOES THE DYNAMITE, AND ROLLING STONE CAN'T STOP ME, MOTHERFUCKER! I'M RAZOR FIST! NOTHING'S OVER! Alright, so like I said, pretty much by one video, uh, that video is not obvious. And the trailer was obviously this, uh, again, total mayhem. Rambo, Last Blood is a Trumpian anti-Mexican nightmare. Uh, yes, uh, Lionsgate. Yes, Sylvester Stallone's Vietnam veteran John Rambo has gone full MAGA, just like the real Sly. Uh, let's see. Uh, USA Today, is Rambo Last Blood any good? Critics call it a MAGA fantasy orgy of death. So this movie's not getting very good uh, reviews, but it's getting good ratings by the audience. So Rotten Tomatoes is actually not doing bad by the audience reviews. It's only doing bad by the critic reviews. Um... And that's usually the case, ain't it, Box? It really is usually the case. Um, I, I got to tell you, I don't listen to critics, and there's a reason I don't. They have seen so many movies, number one, and they have their own criteria. Listen, the guy said in the movie, number one, one of the first criteria we look at in a Rambo movie, is it Rambo? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go see it. Listen, I'm a huge fan of all the Rambos. First Blood, great fucking movie. Rambo 2, great fucking movie. Rambo 3, we're pushing it a little bit. Uh, tell you the truth, I didn't see the, the newer Rambo. I need to watch it before I watch this. But uh, I definitely want to see it. But I'm a huge fan of the Rambos. And I would fucking watch this movie. People need to stop taking action movies as like this gospel. He's going after drug cartel members. Who is he supposed to use? A bunch of white guys? <coughs> I mean, in fucking suits or something? No. 
Mexican cartel members. You know who they're going to look like? Mexicans. <laughs> Sorry, that's just what they are and where they are. So it's, it's, yeah, man, I, I, I hate that even now action movies are on the chopping block, which is pretty much the way everything goes nowadays. Everything ends up on the fucking chopping block. Um, I don't know. I definitely want to see this movie. I don't know if I'm going to, I'd have to go see it myself. I can't go, I can't take my kids to see this movie. So I don't know who in the hell I would go see this movie with. Maybe I can get my dad to go see it. You know what? Maybe I bet I can get my. So, yeah. And I, I don't know much about this razor dude, but I'm going to look stuff up because <laughs> that was a good piece. You played the part about, uh, <laughs> I, it was a time in this country where people were too busy having balls to shave them or something <laughs> like that. That, that, that was the line of the night, bro. Like nothing, not, nothing we say on this show tonight is going to top that one. No, no, I <laughs> I'm thought, like you know that. I'm like you know that right now. <laughs> I thought the Rambo, the the Ramboner line was one of the greatest, but you know everyone's got their thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and again, I, I don't know. I know you walked away for a minute, but uh, he. And I heard the uh, clip. Uh, he said the. Uh, did you hear where I stopped it for the Opie and Anthony? The, yeah. The shit dick line. Yes. May, again, I'll, I'll dig that out of my uh, my hard drive, maybe, and. Uh, Everything about that statement was all wrong, Bob. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll dig that out of my hard drive. My external... So nice you wanted to say it twice. <laughs> it, well, it, you know, it, it it is an external hard drive, just to make it better. It's, it's external. So, anyway, um, definitely going to go see Rambo, especially after the reviews are so bad. That makes me want to see it even fucking more. Uh not sure if I'm going to do it with popcorn in one hand, a soda in my other one, and a sirloin steak wielding an AR-15 on my Ram boner. But uh, I'll watch it anyway, maybe with a beer, you know, Coors Light, you know, a little something. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, go check out Rambo, y'all. Tell us, tell us what you think of it. But uh, once again, like I said, a lot of people I see on Facebook are saying it's a good action movie. Again, you can't take an action movie... And pick it apart like, well, this is unrealistic. Uh, yep, that's the point of action movies. Most of them. Dude, people just need to lighten the fuck up. Regardless of what genre of movie you're talking about here, you're not a professional critic. Enjoy a movie for what it is. Like, everybody wants to be a... Like, when I was a kid, I used to love Siskel and Ebert. And uh, even the other guy that replaced Siskel, Gene Siskel, I forgot his name. But because they, they were, for the most part, they were, up, you know, I didn't consider them snobs when it came to reviewing movies. They were pretty fair and balanced with some of their opinions. But uh, there were some movies that they shit on that I personally liked. The uh, Like, for example, like the uh, Scooby-Doo movie. That got fucking shitty ass reviews. <laughs> and admittedly, it's not a very good movie, but for what it was supposed to be, I enjoyed it. And guess what? It made a shit ton of money. Dude, I ain't gonna lie. I liked the first and the second one. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I liked them both, man. Yeah, some movies I bring up tonight <laughs> probably fall into that category of being shit movies, but once again, movies for the most part, at least I, I think, there should be, there's mindless entertainment. It's mindless fucking yes. entertainment. Absolutely. And, and I, I, listen, I know we've kind of been harping on the whole Oh, this whole cancel culture and society and this and that. I know we've been harping on it. We've actually, you know, even harped on it more during the David Chappelle episode and we've been, but 
man, it's really getting out of hand. And that's, and the fact that some of the movie places are kowtowing and caving in, it's a Pandora's box, dude, because once you cave to one thing, everyone thinks they can just pile on and you're just going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Next thing you know, we can't have fucking action movies anymore because every action movie will be racist or this or that or labeled this, labeled that, sexist, misogynistic. I'm surprised that didn't oh. get thrown in here, too. But Yeah, it, it is, we're basically becoming a culture of bullies. Uh, yeah, yeah we're, I, feel, I feel like we're giving too many of these groups too much power. Like, I look, I'm all for equality. I'm, I'm not for shutting somebody's voice down. I'm not for, you know, any type of racism or uh, inequality, anything like that. But I feel like it's getting to a point where it's just ups- <sighs> people are being offended for the sake of being. People are looking for reasons to be offended with everything, whether it's a movie, whether it's a music video, whether it's a talk show. People are just looking for things to be pissed off and offended about. And that is my issue right now. You know what? I don't even think it. That's part of it, Anthony. I think the other part is everyone wants to start a movement. Everybody wants to start a Twitter movement, a Facebook movement. And it's everyone wants their 15 minutes of fame or five minutes of fame, whatever it is now, even if it's getting, you know, to, to, to throw a DT term out there, I, I you know I want to give him credit just to get tweet fucked or Facebook fucked or whatever you're doing. They just want a purpose, and it's like I get wanting a purpose, but do you need to ruin everyone else's fun time because of your purpose? <laughs> thank yeah. you, tra- thank you, Transcontinental Project. We love you too, buddy. Appreciate that, man. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's just. Uh, again, it, it's getting out of hand, and I think it's a Pandora's box. But uh, it, it's it's just got to stop, man. We we we've just got to find, you know, a way to just stop doing this shit. Yeah, so, and this is why, like I said, this is why I, I don't know. Maybe subconsciously, <laughs> excuse me. This is my problem with remakes because I feel like a lot of movies, a lot of shows were made for specific moments in time. They fit the era they were created in. Whether you want to go back to the 70s with All in the Family, whether you want to go back to the 80s with Rambo, whether you want to go to the 90s with uh, fucking, oh, give me a movie box from the 90s. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Something like that. Like, movies and television shows were made for their specific eras. Oh, American Pie is another one that, you know, that people were bitching about, you know, 20 years after the fact. (laughs) I don't like remakes because of shit like this. Every time you try to recreate something in the image that it was meant to be seen and viewed and construed in, you got people that come out of the woodwork. That's offensive. This is offensive. You know, they try they pick apart every minute detail. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I feel like they create issues where there were none to begin with. I mean, like the issues that are being picked apart about Rambo now, were they prevalent back then? No, I would guess not. I probably not. Well, I mean, let's face it. In the first movie, he killed all white guys. <laughs> he even killed David Caruso in the first one. NYPD Blue. <laughs> yeah, that was for you, Russell. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! I actually watched the episode Russell Mania the other day. 
I did. Yeah. I did. I watched it. I watched it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the first one, he killed all white guys. Uh, in the second one, he was back over in Vietnam. So he was killing all, all, he killed all Vietnamese guys again. No one bitched. <laughs> no one said a word. In the third one, like Razor Fist said, he basically helped out the Taliban. No one said a word. No one said a fucking word. No. No one bitched. And some of the movies that uh, I'm going to mention tonight were probably, well, at least one of the movies I'm going to mention tonight would probably never be able to be, I, I know it wouldn't be able to be remade today, and if it did, it would be the, the cleanest version you've ever heard. Uh, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be coming up. Um, because we are going to talk uh, our favorite action movies. I have six. Anthony has, you have six, right, Anthony? Uh, five, six, I'll be honest. Honestly, I think some of our movies are probably going to overlap. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. You don't so. think so? I don't think so. But that's why I didn't want to know yours. And if they do, they do. Who gives a shit? Um, but uh, yeah, trust me, there, there, there's so many more that I could mention. For me, listen, we started off with wanting to do five. You know it's tough for me to narrow anything down to five. So for me to narrow it down to six, I think was pretty good, Ed. I really yeah. do. I, I think it was pretty fucking good. But, um, yeah, I, I, let's quit the bitching and uh, get on to some of these action movies. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Let's see. Who should go first? What do you want to do? What, you want to flip for it? Let me see. Hold on. You want to do rock, paper, scissors? No, that's over Skype. Hold on. I've got a uh, – what do I got? Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Here we go. I've got a uh, – I got a quarter here. Okay. All right. You can call it on the air. I'm going to go heads. All right, here we go. It's, you're saying heads. Anthony, it is heads, sir. It is heads. It is heads. Okay. All right, so you go first. Okay, I'm going to start off with a uh, classic. Yeah. To me, the only one that I will ever acknowledge in the entire history of the uh, franchise. Uh-oh. T2, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. All right. Actually, it's in our archives. We reviewed, it, that's it one of the is. early ones, I believe. It is. Check out our archives over there on shoutengine.com slash Hollywood Hangout. You can check the, all the archives over there. Um, that is back there. Dude, good choice. See, that's not in my list. <laughs> yeah, man. But, I mean, this, I mean, you, you first off, you can never go wrong with Schwarzenegger. But to no. me, this was P. To me, this represents everything that was good about Arnold. I can't do an Arnold impersonation save my life so i'm not going to embarrass myself with that but to me this this was peak arnold i i i agree it was peak me (laughs) what was it like working with linda hamilton good especially all being all sweaty and Uh, she was nice i pat her on the butt once and she said what are you doing i said (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) anyway i i do have one other schwarzenegger movie i have another schwarzenegger movie on my list but uh dude yeah that and you know what i i I kind of agree that's i don't know you see i like the first one again dude i'm older i get the i get the fact that a lot of people like terminator 2 better because the graphics were i'm sorry not 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 well yeah the graphics were better Obviously, the special effects were better, but I liked the first one, too, where he was bad guy. I think a lot of people liked the second one because he was he turned babyface in the second one, Anthony. 
Yeah. I think I think people were waiting for the babyface turn. And 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 box, I gotta say, swear, you know, if I'm gonna give Schwarzenegger his props for the movie, also gotta give props to the badass performance of a uh, one Robert Patrick. Yes. Bad motherfucker in that movie, dude. Like bad. I, I might, I, I might have to put that on my watch list at some point this week because <laughs> every I love everything about Terminator Two, from the graphics to the acting to the action, everything about it. Yeah, really. anything, anything in particular stick out? Um, for you, the uh, the part with the two twins, <laughs> the two twins from um from from uh, Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't know why I thought you were going to bring that part up. <laughs> I love that part. I don't know why, because those twins are hilarious, dude. I really do. I think they're funny. Um, and like I said, dude, the whole babyface turn in this one, that he was a good guy in this one, was great. But Robert Patrick is a bad motherfucker. He's in a show that I watch every... It, it's been on Hulu for, like, years and years. I don't know why they've never expired it. Uh, called The Unit. And you know who he's in there with? I think who is it? The uh, the the, all, the Allstate dude, the deep voice guy. Oh, I know you. Damn, I can't think his name. Off. I know Keith you talk about or, them. Keith or Kevin? I think it's Keith or Kevin, something that really deep voice guy. But yeah, he's he's in that show, and uh, really good show, really good show. The unit. Uh, again, if you want to watch it, check it out on the old Hulu over there. But yeah, dude, I, I I love all the. I haven't seen any of the new Terminators though. Have you? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think the last one that I saw was probably Rising Machines. I haven't seen. So that one. was the third one. I but think... I didn't see like Genesis. I mean, because like I said, I mean, look, I'm sure like Arnold <laughs> had a lot of Arnold isms in those that were probably fucking uh, meme worthy and classic and all that. But I don't really. I stayed away from the uh, prequels and sequels because. I don't want my image. I don't want my memory of T two destroyed. Because I feel like sometimes when a when a, a franchise goes on too long, mm-hmm. you, it, it kind of hurts the or it hurts the legacy of what was created before. Right. I, I don't know if you'll agree with that, but yeah, you know, that's no, how I, I look do. at it sometimes. I do, and I and and you know what? This movie, for one thing, was so big back in the day because it was sort of the. I'm not going to say it was the complete introduction, but it was definitely an introduction of the new technology of, you know, the, uh, the, the, of the, uh, like CGI and all that shit. Yeah. Because, dude, the fucking, the way they had that, that Robert Patrick changing and doing all that shit, you hadn't seen special effects like that before. You just didn't. And, yeah, I, and and it's weird because I feel like that's one of those movies you could release now in 2019, mm-hmm. and it would fit right in. Like literally, they yeah. wouldn't have to change too much about it. You would you would feel like it was just made today, dude. I, I, and I got to tell you something. When I got my first, I had an apartment. Then I got a house. When I got my first house, I bought a uh, entertainment center and then the next thing i went and bought the next week was a surround sound system this was back in the surround sound days and i bought huge fucking home serwin vega speakers fucking big 12 inch woofers a giant fucking subwoofer and there were two movies that i put on that first night top gun of course and terminator 2 and man, that fucking motorcycle scene, that, that motorcycle sounded, it was like it was sitting in my fucking house, dude. 
Yes. My floor was shaking. Oh, man. Top Gun, of course, you had to do. You had to do that. I had, I had Top Gun and I fucking dropped that bitch in there. But yeah, man, this, the, the sound was fucking amazing in this movie and just everything was great about it. Yeah. I loved, I love, I love me some T2. Like I said, I haven't seen the newer ones. I haven't seen, I didn't see, I didn't even see the one you mentioned. I, the last one I saw was T2. Now, did you ever play the video game? I don't think so. I think I skipped that good. one. On what? What platform? Uh, no, I, I played the arc. I never had the, I never actually owned it. I played it at the arcade. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? I have played the arcade one a lot. And like, uh, Dave and Buster still has the old T2 games. Yes. Yeah, I don't know, man. For nostalgic purposes, it's still a classic for me. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll play it every now and then when I get, to, when I'm ever around it. I just wish every now and then they just put Arnold going, I, I, mm-hmm. oh, I'll get to also- the chopper. <laughs> Oh, and the Allstate guy we were looking, thinking of was, uh, I think it's, are you talking about Dennis Haysbert? Is it Dennis Haysbert? Oh, maybe Dennis. Keith, Kevin, Dennis, same thing. You know, yeah. all have letters and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I should be, on a, that note, <laughs> I should be a politician, shouldn't I, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're fishing for words. Come of on, they all, they all have letters. Politician. They've all got letters in them. You know what? It, you know, you mix up letters sometimes. It just it works that way. I'm dyslexic. Damn it. Feel bad for me. Victim, victim, victim. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can be uh, Dave. Remember that one? Who's Dave, man? It was a no. It was a, um. Oh, the movie Dave. Yes. Dave, yeah. Yes. I have vague. I didn't really sit. I never sat down and watched it. Me neither. The whole from beginning to end. But I remember it was something along the lines of, you know, he was a guy. He was like a regular dude that found his way to office. Yeah. And he basically he basically had to learn on the job. I think that was the whole premise of the movie. Yeah, I prefer the Chris Rock movie myself where he became president. That's that's that that's a better movie. What was the name of that oh. one? Head of State. Head of State. I, I actually like I really like that movie. Oh, same here. Look. You got Chris Rock and Bernie Mac sharing the screen together. Mm. You will never get a complaint from me, sir. On never. That one. Never, 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 never. So, all right. I think we put over T2 uh, enough, or unless you got more. Nope. What's your pick? All right. My first pick. Now, we're not doing these in any specific order, like, you know, top five to our top six. I just went ahead and put mine by year. Uh, I'm going back to 1982. And this movie, like I said, no way in hell it could ever, 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 ever be remade today without being a completely scrubbed version. And I'm talking about 1982's 48 Hours, the original. Oh, no. no, Yep. Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy, some, I mean, action movie, action comedy. Me, me and Anthony didn't really put any parameters on this, on what, 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 you know, const- what do we have to have for an action movie? We just put our favorite action movies on this in 48 hours. 1982, it was a movie I wasn't supposed to watch, but my dad let me watch it with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dad let me watch this movie with him. So it was, uh, this, this movie always has a little place in my heart. Uh, as a, as a youngin watching a movie I'm not supposed to be watching. Uh, so not, you know, th- but this movie 
my God, try to remake this movie today. The, the, the N-word gets thrown out. He calls he calls Billy Bear in, in this movie Tonto, the, the Indian guy. Yeah. Um, that guy's like running for Congress somewhere or something like that. Dude, like, like, I put it to you like this. This is how, this is, these are the times we're living in right now. Uh, you talk about 48 hours not being remade. Mm. I was literally, uh, on YouTube the other day and literally there's a video dissecting an episode of Saved by the Bell from way back when, accusing it of being racist. Oh. So that's, that, that, so that's what, that's where we're at now, bro. So yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's sad. That's fucking sad, dude. That's a pretty sad thing. But uh, now, now, have you seen the the, the forty eight hours, the, the original one? Oh yeah, okay. both of them. I've seen that, and I've seen another forty eight hours. Yeah, I actually, I, I I do like the second one where uh, where Gans goes crazy in that one. But this first one, man, I love it. I love it. Nah, it's, it's got nah, the first. You, you can't beat the first one. No. No, you can't beat the original on this. I love, I love this, the, the, the first, uh, the original one on this. Um, it, you've got everything. You've got the, the, the quintessential, oh my God, these guys are never going to get along, buddy cops. You've got the asshole boss. Um, and you know, at, at one point, uh, Nolte yells at his boss, you know, fuck you. This guy's got more balls than you'll ever have and shit like that. We got more guts than, than I've seen in any partner I've ever had. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the movie, he gets to like him after, you know, throwing out the N-word, calling him watermelon and shit like that. Uh- <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and, and look, hey, look, yeah, he, yeah, Nick Nolte did get a little free with the language. But you know what? This is Eddie Murphy at his peak best because he gave it right back to him. To me, pun intended, you will no, you will never see another comedian, another actor as raw as Eddie Murphy in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy in the 80s gave zero fucks about who he pissed off, who he offended. This is why I am hoping against hope that he has this same mentality when he goes into the uh, Netflix specials. Because I, I, it, you talk about, you know, heartbreaking. It would be heartbreaking. <laughs> Absolutely fucking heart. No, I, and I, you laughing, bro, but I, I'm serious. It would be heartbreaking to see Eddie Murphy had the kowtow to, uh, you know, the social justice warriors, this cancel culture, had to apologize. And then, I, I, look, dude, I don't want to live in a world where Eddie Murphy has to apologize for shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I don't. I agree, man. I, I don't either, man. But no, and I, I, I can't wait to see that special. I'm really curious to see. What a two thousand! What is what was it? Is it coming out in two thousand twenty? I thought I thought it was like a later this year, but you might be right. Twenty twenty. I hope it's later this year. Uh, it's going to be a real, real cool to see what Eddie Murphy decides to bring to the table in two thousand nineteen slash twenty. How about we do that? Um, yeah. And man, this whole fucking computer up here just locked the fuck up on me. It's no big deal. It, 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 it's not the computer doing the uh, broadcasting, so it, it's cool. It's cool. If I got to restart, I will restart. But, uh, yeah, so that was my first pick right there. It was 48 motherfucking hours. Again, man, try to remake that fucking movie today. You're fucked. <laughs> there ain't no way that's happening. And not in a good fuck kind of way either. No, not at all. So you want to take a break or should we roll into the next pick? 
No, no, no. You you can roll into your pick. Like I said, this computer has nothing to do with me broadcasting. This is all just sound and websites. Cool. Next pick for me is kind of a sentimental favorite because I like the way these two gentlemen work together. My next pick is Money Train. I always love the chemistry of Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. Damn. And even though even though White Men Can't Jump, I feel like was better, the better movie, you can't you can't beat that money train. You can't beat Woody and Wesley as a team. Mm. And you also can't beat a prime Jennifer Lopez mm. who was at her was at the peak. She hadn't even peaked in her hotness yet, but <laughs> look she looked very good in this movie, bro. Very good. Yeah, and another one you can check out on the archives right there, by the way. Yeah. But uh what'd you think about this movie, man? Like to like I said, it, it wasn't it wasn't as good as White Men Can't Jump, but I, I enjoyed the overall plot of like uh they almost roll reversed where, you know, uh, uh Woody was the fuck up and Wesley was the voice of reason. Normally when they work together, Wesley was always kinda like the guy that was fucking with Woody and Woody was almost like the straight arrow type of guy. Right. But I feel like they kind of switch roles for this one. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But I really... I, listen, we we went over this whole movie once already. And yeah, I loved this movie. And again, J-Lo, hot as hell in this movie. Um, and I, I like Woody. And of, I'm obviously, I'm a Wesley Snipes fan. Pretty much all the martial arts guys I like out there. Um, and I've, I've got an actual Snipes movie in my list, too. Um, but yeah, just great fucking movie, great plot and a good story to this whole movie. And, uh, they, they don't completely get away with it, but they don't completely walk away with nothing at the end of the movie, which is, you know, always kind of a, a fun little, a fun little theme in a movie where, uh, where they still get their, get their due, but no one gets hurt. Yeah. And it, it for, for its time, it was actually pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Like, like the whole, like the money train aspect that it was almost like a heist. Like I said, it was more of an, this is like where, I don't know, it was action, but it was also, would you consider it a comedy a little bit? Uh, yeah. Or more of a drama? No, I I think I would consider it a comedy. I think I would. I think I definitely would consider that movie a comedy right there. Action comedy? No, there's no problem with that. My next movie is the same thing, an action comedy. Okay. So. But yeah, dude, that, that, I mean, like I said, Money Train, Jesus, we did that son of a bitch a while back, too. Yeah, and it's all, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, man. Like, I hope, I hope they, uh, reunited at some point. I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen them kind of like do something else. Cause that came out, what, 95? And I believe that was the last time they worked together to date. I think you're right. I mean, wow, was it that long ago? Jesus, I, I feel old now. <laughs> just say, just saying, ninety five and it's twenty nineteen. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, that's 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 bad. That's bad. But uh, great. Hope they movie. do something again soon. I really do. I, I I really wish those two would get together and do something too, man. That they 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 had great chemistry in both those movies, and you know, definitely wouldn't mind seeing either one of those two back in there. So, all right, I'm gonna get to my next one. Or you got more on that? Go to your next one. All right. My next one, Anthony, is a 1998 action, again, action comedy thriller. In my opinion, it's a pretty damn underrated movie, and not a lot of people talk about it, but it's one of my personal favorites. Uh, Red Heat with Schwarzenegger and uh, Jim Belushi. 
Wow. <laughs> you taking it way back. This is what you said, uh, 88, right? 1980. Well, my first one was 82. I went to 88. Have you ever, okay. did you ever see this movie? Uh, I don't think so. I but I, 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 I remember the, I remember the cover. I think, I think I remember seeing a cover at many a video store back in the day. It was in a red box. Yeah. And it had, uh, Belushi, you know, with a cigarette in his mouth. And of course, uh, Schwarzenegger sitting there with a, you know, nine millimeter Ruger in his hand. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was him. It was Belushi. Peter Boyle was in this movie. Lawrence Fishburne was in this movie. Uh, I think he was Larry Fishburne back in the eighties though. Um, you know, pretty good cast in this movie, but he plays a, uh, a Russian cop who goes to Chicago to, to, to catch a, a murderer, drug dealer, murderer. And, uh, it, it's really a good movie. Not sure if we'd ever do a, a whole show on it. Probably wouldn't be worth it, but it's definitely one of my top action movies. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised you haven't seen it, but I'm a little disappointed you haven't because it's a really fucking good movie. I mean, I'll probably check it out. I mean, <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with, uh, uh, Jim Belushi. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, yeah, he's bad. bad, bro. He's bad. Not bad in this movie, actually. Not bad in this movie at all. Kind of plays the disgruntled cop, uh, you know, the, the usual cop that you would see back in the 80s movies. You know, disgruntled, doesn't like his job that much, does just enough to get get along. But, uh, you know, and Schwarzenegger's this really tough, straight-laced Russian, which, you know, not too far out of his wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> But yeah, man, one of my absolute fucking favorite movies is it, it's right up there with it. And uh, I've actually got another Lawrence Fishburne movie coming up in a, a coming up next too. So yeah, uh, just to just to just to give you a little heads up there. But uh, that's really all I've got. And the fact that you haven't seen it, let's move on and go to your next action movie, Anthony. All right, this one once again uh, is is a sentimental favorite. Uh, I don't know how many people consider this the best in the franchise, but it's my favorite. Going with Die Hard with a Vengeance. I, I love, I absolutely love the chemistry of Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Like to me, I, it boggles my mind that they haven't done anything else since this. They haven't worked together since this movie. Really? Wow. And I actually have a, a, a I have a Samuel movie in here too, but, um, like yeah. this one, I mean, seriously, dude, like, I, that's a movie we have to get to at some point. We've done the original Die Hard. I don't, there's really no need to do Die Hard 2, even though I wouldn't mind doing it, but we gotta get to Die Hard with Avengers, man. I mean, look, dude, that, I know we're trying to limit the clips, but go back and watch that movie, Box. There oh. are so many one-liners in that movie. That, oh, hell yeah. We, we, we would, we would get clip happy with that one, man. Oh, hell <laughs> yes, dude. I love that movie. That, you know what? I do agree with you. That movie there, is probably the best. I mean, listen, we did the, we did Die Hard, the original, as sort of a Christmas joke, and we did it during Christmas time. Ha ha! Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? <laughs> it is, by the way. I one hundred percent agree with you, sir. But um, <laughs> again, that's a matter of opinion, and this show's opinion counts more than anyone else's. Remember that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Yeah, and of course, Die Hard 2, 
little uh, little little Sipowitz in there, little you know, little little Dennis Franz in that movie, Anthony. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Like, dude, I I, I think I'm kind of down on a uh, fucking um Die Hard two because they limited they limited the greatness of Reginald Vell Johnson. They limited him to like what he was in the movie for like two minutes. And he was an integral part of the first movie. So it always kind of boggled my mind that he never came back in a more prominent role. Well, you know. But I, st- I, I still like Die Hard 2. But I will 100% agree with you. I think the the chemistry with him and Samuel, Jack- uh, Samuel Jackson in that movie made it one of the best in the series. Now, the last one of those I saw was the one with him and his kid in the tunnel. That was Die Hard. Which one was that, Anthony? Uh, sh- let me see. Because well, what are they up to now? About seven Die Hards? I don't know. Seven, ten, two hundred. Who knows? But that was the last one I saw was the one with him and his kid. I know there was one after that. I haven't seen that one yet. I need to catch up on some of these movies, man. I guess. I guess that's what I need to do. But, um... The, the the whole Die Hard franchise that I've watched, I love all of them. It, 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 it's one of those where if anyone is on television, I'll probably stop and watch it, even on TV. Uh, I think um, the one you're talking about is, because um, I just looked up the uh, franchise, was it A Good Day to Die Hard? I think so. Because the last one I remember seeing was um, Live Free or Die Hard. That was the one with the... Um, that was the one. Nerd. That was the one with the kid. The computer dude. That was the one with the yeah, him and his uh, yeah, him and the kid. It was his son. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the last one I saw. That's the last so, one I saw. So we talking about the same one then? Yeah, that wasn't his last one, or the last one, I believe. I think there was one more after that. No, it was actually two. At so Die Hard with a Vengeance, and then after that it was Live Free or Die Hard. After that it was a Good Day to Die Hard, and then they actually had one that's supposed to be coming out soon, McLean. Oh, interesting. McLean, like, year, I don't know. It's almost, it, it looks like it's going to be like an origin one. So they're calling it like McLean, like year one or some shit like oh. that. I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, God, God bless Bruce Willis. I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want, it's, it's the same thing with the Sopranos. You know, they're, they're talking about bringing that back in some form or fashion. Yeah. I, I'm willing to give it a chance because they're going to do it like an origin type story. But once you get to like the rise of Tony Soprano, the shit needs to be cut out, man. Because you 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 can't do you can't do anything Sopranos related without James Gandolfini. <laughs> All due respect to the rest of the cast, if any one of those guys or girls pass away, it'd be a sad thing. But you could still keep the show going if James yeah. Gandolfini was still around. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Certain I, I... certain people, you lose them. It's sad, but. As long as you have like the star, the core person that the show is built around, you can still keep some things going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, look, they're doing a whole thing that's sort of a Goodfellas reunion, sort of not the Irishman. By the way, we will be doing that right, like right when it comes out. I don't. Ca- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> I don't give a shit if it's an off week. We're doing it <laughs> the one right when it because that's on Netflix and we can fucking all watch it. So, but uh, I like. Sean's uh, comment in the chat here. He loves the TV version of Die Hard when they replace the word motherfucker with melon farmer. God, I love censors. Yeah. I'll be honest, dude. Like that was that was fun times for me as a kid. Watching that that actually made me seek out certain movies. Like if you, 
if yeah. you've ne- if you've never seen like a censored version of a uh, Die Hard or another one of my favorites was Goodfellas. Goodfellas on if you've never seen Goodfellas on network TV, it's fucking golden. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Scarface, golden, bro. Scarface is the, the the TV version of Scarface is is the best to watch. Absolutely the best to watch. Half the time, motherfucker is is dubbed with my friend, and they cut so much out of the movie. It's hilarious though to watch that to watch that 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 Scarface on television. You gotta see, have you ever seen it on television, like the TV version? Yeah, yeah. It's it's worth it just to have the laugh. God, man. One day we'll have to do that movie. That'll be a two-parter if we ever do that. That'll have to be. Have to be. Yeah, man. But uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, the uh, action, the comedy. Uh, I, and I actually like the uh, continuity. How they kind of tied the first one to the third one with uh, Jeremy Irons' character. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They did. Oh, uh, man. And they got creative. With, uh, the plot was creative. You know, almost like a Simon says. Like, what did you think about Jeremy Irons in that movie? Did you think he was a convincing bad guy? Oh yeah. Because I, I actually, I actually like the whole cat and mouse game they had going. Yeah. But, <laughs> riddle me this, riddle me that type of deal. Yeah, because he never tried to be a badass fighter guy. He had all these guys fighting for him. He was the brains behind the operation. That's what I liked about it. Is he never once tried to be the badass? I'll fight you till I die, guy. He was the brains behind the operation is all he was. Yeah, he was uh, very cerebral in that movie. Yeah, and the chick in that movie is hot as hell. Oh, yeah. I mean, she'll kill you with fucking quickly, but hot. All right, what, what, any more on that, or should I go ahead and give my next one? Uh, we can go to your next one, but I guess real quick, uh, Sean in the chat had a quick question for us. Let me see here. Oh, okay, hold on. Where was that? Going going back to talking about the Sopranos real quick, what do you guys think of Michael Gandolfini playing Tony Soprano? Hmm. Michael Gandolfini. Remind me who that is. Well, uh, we know he's the uh, son of James Gandolfini. <laughs> yeah, no, I just want to see what he looks like. I just want to see what he looks like. Uh, okay. Okay. This kid. I'm going to say I'm going to say to be determined because. It's his dad, so obviously, who who knows their father better better than their son, their family member. So maybe he can kind of capture some of the nuances. I'm still in the camp of better to leave the memories alone on this one, but I'm willing to give it a chance because at least there's a link there to uh, James Gandolfini somewhat. So I'm willing to give it a chance, but I'm still on the I still tend to lean towards. It's better to leave the memories alone. Yeah, probably. But like you said, I'll definitely give it a chance to see what's going on with that. Um, I think it can work. I think it can work. I mean, you know, in parts like that, if he's not. Listen, Ice Cube's son played Ice Cube. Let's see how it works. Let's see. Let's give it a chance, Anthony. Let's be positive on this show. Yeah. All right. There we go. There we go. That's what we're going to do. God damn it. Uh, but anyway, my next movie is the Lawrence Fishburne movie. Um, one I've talked about a few times. Lawrence Fishburne, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I know you're going with this. Uh, I know you know exactly where I'm going with this. Uh, this is deep cover. 
I again I've talked about this movie a many a many a times on the on the, on this show and probably on the on the on the fucking dirt sheet dude show and even before that but deep cover is listen when we go out to Emory and I'm with my parents and I stay a lot of times when we go out there we stay in there there's a little cabin that we have down there that we stay in it's away from the house kind of like a little kind of like a guest home but not really um so we go down there and there's a v, there's, there's a VCR down there mm-hmm. every time we're there I watch deep cover every damn time almost I watch deep cover man it's not because I get told I look like Jeff Goldblum. This but movie, you do, bro. Seriously, it's I know, scary. I know. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I wish I had a, a fucking third of his money. But uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I would take any amount of his some of his money. Dude, but, I'm uh, telling you, you need to do one of those ancestry deals <laughs> and find out if y'all related somewhere down the line. Y'all got to be the similarity, the hair, <laughs> the eyes, the bone structure. It's too many similarities, bro. I know. I'm a gold bloom looking motherfucker, but this movie here where I mean you've got Lawrence Fishburne who starts off as a, a cop, turns into a sort of a DEA agent, goes undercover, uh gets deep undercover, deep cover, ha 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 ha. And kind of it's got a little bit of a Donnie Brasco turn. He kind of turns into the guys he's trying to you know, take down and, uh, you know, he ends up even killing people and he's got a really crazy boss in this movie. And Jeff Goldblum is a fucking psycho in this movie, which you don't expect from a Jeff Goldblum. You always expect him to play the kind of the nerdy Jew. But in this movie, (laughs) in this movie, he was the drug dealing Jew (laughs) who loved who, who, as he said, loved ball and black girls. So, but the, the, again, I've talked about this movie a few times. Absolutely love this movie. And uh, if you've never seen Deep Cover, it's it's a 1992 movie. So again, I'm moving up there in dates. But like I said, every almost every time I go that I go to the the out to Emory, I watch this fucking movie out in East Texas. It's just a love watching this movie, and it moves fast. It's only a, it's two hour movie. It feels like a feels like it's a 45 minute movie. Dude, the the way you kind of summed that up is that's exactly how I always that's how I feel about a uh, Goodfellas. <laughs> that movie's like that because like <laughs> you know tie-ins, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It always comes up on the show mm-hmm. and it always will because you know it's our show. So fuck anybody who disagrees. <laughs> but uh, it, Deep Cover is along those same lines. It really when you watch it, I don't care what part you uh happen to catch it on. Mm-hmm. It, you just gotta sit down, stop, and watch it. And it just kind of it flow it breezes by. It does breezes by. It does, man. And, and like I said, it's a great movie, great plot, great some great twists in it. Like I said, I mean, he basically turns into the exactly he turns into exactly the guys he's going after in the beginning. You know, the his boss basically tells him, you know, go out there and become a drug dealer, and he gets too involved in it. And then yeah. you know they they find this designer drug this synthetic cocaine that hasn't been on the it's not illegal yet so if they brought it in it would be completely legal and he gets involved in that and it's just a fucking the movie turned out to be a fucking nightmare but great movie 
I'd recommend anybody watch it, which is why it's on my list. And uh, I don't know. What did you? If you got nothing else on that, Anthony, go with yours. Okay. Um. Obviously, deep cover. Go watch it. Yes. I've said. Uh. Next on my list, uh, I'm going to dive into the uh, Lethal Weapon franchise. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, my favorite one in the series was the last one, Lethal Weapon Four. Uh-huh. I mean, ob- obviously they're all they're all great in their own way, man. But to me, the fourth installment really summed up the action and the comedy, the chemistry of what the movie was all about. And I like the story they kind of told, they were telling. It was, like I said, even though it was, even though it had like a lot of comedy elements into it about the movie, I like the whole story of, you know, uh, the, the dynamic between, uh, Mel Gibson's character Riggs and he was starting to finally get <laughs> what Murtaugh was saying all them years. He was finally getting too old for this shit. Too old <laughs> like, for this like, shit. Like, like seriously, he was gung ho. All the way through part three, but by part four, you saw him almost become human. Yeah. He cut his hair. Mm-hmm. He had a, he was like, he was very much, you know, we did like the, uh, what did we name the, uh, dirty dude? Like cute and cuddly, uh, Corbin. Yes. But by part four, Martin Riggs was cute and cuddly. You he know, was. he had the wife, he had the kid. He, he was, he was very much subdued. He wasn't as gung. He was still gung ho, but he was more, uh, cal- calculated. You know what I mean? He he was starting to like second guess some things. Whereas mm-hmm. in the first three, he would just go gung ho, balls of blade, you know, balls out. Yeah, and that was the point they were trying to make in the fourth one is that he was getting too old for that shit. Um, I mean, just you know, even the fight at the end with Jet Li, you know, in that movie with which, by the way, Jet Li, that's a bad motherfucker right there, dude. Uh, really, real life bad motherfucker. Those kicks and shit you see him do, those spin kicks, there's no yeah. cables on him. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knows that, but those aren't cables. That's him. And if you remember, it took like literally, it took to that last scene mm-hmm. when, it, when it was raining for yeah. him to get the, finally get the vestige at Lee. Cause if you know, like every time they had met in the movie up until that point, yeah. Jet Lee had always gotten the better of him. So and I actually, I actually kind of like that because if you notice, he never really had a challenge like that. I mean, he would have a challenge for a little bit, and the other one, but he would kind of overcome it real quick. He was almost like John Cena, where he would overcome. It really wouldn't be a challenge. He would have a challenge for like two minutes, and then he would overcome it. Well, I mean, let's face it. In the first one, he took on Gary Busey. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm just saying. You know, he took on Gary Busey in the first one, and. You know, and some crazy Nazi German in the second one, and Stuart Wilson in the third one. Yeah, God, you know what? I got to tell you something, dude. I don't really remember the third one. I know I've seen it, but I got to tell you, I don't really remember it. The four, the the first, second, and fourth ones are the main ones I remember. The fourth one, I do agree with you. Um, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love the first Lethal Weapon. The chemistry between those two was great in the first one. But by the time they got to four, they needed. It's almost like they needed that other. That comedy relief helper. Yeah, because Uh, like I said, yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because the first one is a classic. Can never take anything away from it. But it's fucking depressing as shit. I'm sorry. The first (laughs) one? It's fucking depressing. It is a little bit. It's kind of depressing. 
it's kind of depressing, dude. <laughs> because he's he's sewer. He's basically he's. I mean, even though he lightens up towards the end, mm-hmm. it's basically built around him being like suicidal because you know he lost his wife. He don't know how to carry on, and like him and Murtaugh don't get along for like the first what. 20, 30 minutes of the movie. Right. Then he kind of starts to get, you know, his family starts to kind of mellow him out a little bit, but he still has that edge to him. Mm-hmm. But but if you really kind of look at it, it's very, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> it is a little <laughs> bit, but, but if, you really, if you go back and watch it, dude, trust I me, it's know, depressing. But I still love the fucking movie. Again, dude, any movie, come on. Any movie you got Gary Busey, you just gotta, you just gotta bite the bullet and say, it's fucking Gary Busey in the movie. You gotta love it. You just have to love it. You know what I mean? It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Rock. Joe, the, I mean, need we speak on the greatness of Joe Pesci in this one? Oh, my God. Need we speak on the greatness of Joe Pesci ever? I mean, from the he was in the second. He started off in the second one, right? Second one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Great fucking. Just a great character in the. And again, he was another one that was needed in this movie. That extra comedy relief. Yeah, and and believe it or not, I mean, you might think that I know they they wrapped up everything beautifully in the fourth one, but I actually think they could, if they really wanted to, they could have squeezed the part no, five. No, no, you no, kind of no, tra- no, no. You don't think they could have did something like kind of like carried on like the Chris Rock character no. with a different partner? No, no. Because I but believe it or not, I actually thought that was the road they were going down after the uh, fourth one ended. No, I think they should. They should. That was a perfect ending to a perfect fucking movie series, right there. Don't, 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 don't ruin. Look, the TV series even sucks. I don't know how. It, I, I'm not even sure it's still on the air. I don't know how it is. If it is, I started watching it, and I'm like, this is awful. And they've, I believe both characters have already been changed because of problems on the set. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was. I I got through two episodes. Me and my wife were like, "Yeah, let's watch it," and we were like, "Yeah, let's delete it from our playlist." <laughs> By the second episode, we were like excited to delete it. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. Let's delete this shit. So, ugh, just awful, dude. So, but yeah, dude, the the, the TV series awful. The the movies though, like I said, the only one I have a hard time really pinpointing is the third one. I don't remember the. I don't even remember the plot, or anything to the third one. I'm trying to remember. I it was um. Here, I, I guess I can pull it up while I'm sitting here on the old IMDb. The, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm struggling because I remember like I know it introduced uh, Rene Russo, and I remember the scene yes. at the uh, hockey rink where uh, Leo okay. was going to die. He was taking on the 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 housing guys, the guys that were doing yeah. the housing scam, and him and he got in the fire at the end with a how. Okay, now I know. Okay, now I got it. Now I got it. Yeah, not a memorable one. One, two, four really sticks out in my mind when it comes to lethal weapon, the, the lethal weapon franchise. So I agree with you. But four, yeah, definitely needed that other character in it right there. Yeah, because like I said, the first three to me were more action based with hint with uh, hints of comedy, but four was all action, all comedy, and, and it kind of gave you like a, almost like you said, it gave you that shot in the arm. It, it it almost gave Lethal Weapon that last bit of life that it needed. Because I feel yeah. like the third one, 
not that they ended on a, like a downer note, but it was almost like they can squeeze one more out of this one. Go yeah. out with a bang instead of a whimper. Yeah, and the reason I don't want to see a fifth one, Anthony, is because... Not now, absolutely not. No, 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 and they I'm just do. saying I, I never wanted to actually see either one of those characters retire from the job. You you never really wanted to see them retire and pass the torch. You never wanted to, you never wanted to see them turn into the establishment, is what you're saying, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think they ended it perfectly with that with the way they did. I think they never need to make another one again. The, even though the you know Mel Gibson and Danny Glover had great fucking chemistry together, I never, 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 never again. They ended it perfectly. On a good note with great characters and and with a really, like you said, a memorable fucking movie. Yeah. And I it, it was just everything about that last one, man. Like, <laughs> you know, believe it or not, the funniest part, one of the funniest parts of the whole movie for me was. What? When they finally kind of like um, Leo gets, right? Joe Pesci's character. Yeah. Whatever you want, Leo, Leo, Leo gets. I mean... <laughs> Cause you know how like basically like they basically he was like their whipping boy for like the other two movies that he was in two and three, yeah. But the third one they almost considered him like family, right. and then he gives a speech at the uh, gravesite, and I feel like that was the first time like him and Mel Gibson had kind of bonded because he had get, he had went into the story about a frog that died. Yes, Froggy. Froggy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was it was meant to be a deep scene, but I'm sorry when he went into the name them Froggy. <laughs> Just, Froggy. I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> Leave Froggy alone. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. They were going for like, look, don't get me wrong. They had the music going, and, and it really was an emotional scene, and I feel bad for laughing, but damn, it was funny. He went, And even the look Mel Gibson kind of gave him, you could tell he just wanted to laugh a little bit because yeah. it, was fucking, it was fucking ridiculous, bro. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you got, again, Pesci in that movie. Fucking Pesci. You know you're a fucking mumbling, stuttering little fuck. You know that? <laughs> I love that part by him. There you go. There's your good fellows right there, Ant. But let's yes. uh, <laughs> roll into yours, bro. There you go, man. But uh, all right, Ryan. Next one. I had to put a Steven Seagal movie in here, and I'm not going with what you may think, with like an exit wounds, or maybe like a, you know, his first his first movie out for justice or something like that. I'm actually going with kind of a. And again, we're doing our favorites here. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite Steven Seagal movies is a movie called Fire Down Below from 1997. Uh, environmentalist? What was that? Was was he the environmentalist in this one, or am I getting that mixed up with uh, On Deadly Ground? Nope. He was, he, on Deadly Ground is actually kind of Fire Down Below 2. In a way, if you think about it, that's sort of the way they meant it to be. But they didn't want to put it because Fire Down Below didn't do so well because the studio, this movie was supposed to be two hours plus. Okay. But Seagal had always had those short, impactful martial arts movies. So they went with that. They cut a bunch of scenes out of this movie and we got what we got. It's still a good movie in my opinion. I gotta be 100% honest with you. I love this movie. And out of all the Steven Seagal movies, I think this is my favorite. It's Steven Seagal and um, Marg Helgenberger from uh, CSI. 
the girl, the 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 one that's been on CSI for like years and years and years. Oh, I know you're talking about the blonde. Yes, yeah, the blonde, the uh, the 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 milfy one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, Chris Christopherson is in this movie. We talked about him on the Blade episode. Um, Harry Dean Stanton is in this movie. Those are the pretty much most of the main characters right there. But uh, this is really a good movie. He is an environmental guy. He tries to uh, goes out to uh, to the, to Kentucky in the mountains of of, uh, of Kentucky out there, and um, tries to stop some uh, some shit that's being poured into the ground. But it, it it is a really good movie. But like I said, the studio cut a lot of this movie out, and then they blamed him for the shittiness of the movie and I'm not, it didn't kill his career but it sort of made it a little harder for him to do movies which is why you started seeing his name on more of the movies as producer as director and even some of the movies writer but this movie did not do well in the box office at all so, but I mean, I mean, obviously, it's too late now. I don't see anybody clamoring for a Fire Down Below sequel. No. But uh, do you think that this is one of those movies that the perception of it could would be changed, would be helped even if they were to release an updated version with that footage that they cut out, put in? Like, was it one of those deals where they cut out a lot of crucial parts that would have helped explain a lot of what was going on? Yes. I mean, in in the beginning, you know, the, they have this scene in the beginning where his partner dies, and they sort of show how it happens. But in the original version, it completely showed the whole thing: how his partner died, how he became involved, and yeah, there was a lot of plot things that really should have been left in the movie that I wish were. I would love to see a director's cut of this movie. Honestly, I would love to. Some people say it exists. Some people say it doesn't. I've looked for it. I can't find it. I yeah, cannot. Find it. Yeah, it's one of those things where if I guess if Steven Seagal had any semblance of relevancy now, it would have been out. Put it to you like this. If Steven Seagal hits a career resurgence, mm-hmm. I think that uh director's cut will magically be found. <laughs> it, it'll 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 make its way to uh availability somewhere. I wish it would. Like I said, it was kind of shitty of the of the studio to literally cut a lot of the movie out and then blame him for the fact that the movie didn't do well in the box office. Well, maybe you shouldn't have fucking cut half of this fucking movie out of it. But I wonder if it was almost like um all right, all right. This this might be this might be this is a good example. Okay. Adam Sandler. All right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Remember, like Adam Sandler has, uh, we we've established this on this show that Adam Sandler has what the hell his, uh, his, this? Okay. <laughs> his own. We've established that he um has his own style of movie, right? Right. But he went through a period, I would say mid to late two thousands, where he decided to be like artsy fartsy. He tried to do more grown up type roles, whether it was Rain Over Me, whether it was uh the Eight Crazy Nights one. You know, he just basically deviated from his usual routine. All right. Do you do, do you think that that's what was going on here? Like Seagal wanted to go more, he wanted to go a more serious route with his career. Maybe. And then the studio stepped in and said, no, 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 you have an established act that people want to buy. So let's cut this shit down and give them what they're used to from you. 
Maybe a little bit because this environmentalist thing is actually not uh, a joke. He believes in all this. I mean, he really, really has a belief in all this stuff. And, and, and this is kind of one of his little projects on the side is all this environmental stuff. But and again, um, on Deadly Ground, it was kind of his they didn't want to name it Fire Down Below 2 because of the flop that Fire Down Below was in the box office. Now, On Deadly Ground wasn't exactly a fucking moneymaker in the box office either, but again... It's more fondly remembered. <laughs> it is. And again, though, like I said, my personal favorite, I mean, this movie is, gets, on IMDb, it's a 5.1 out of 10 stars. I'm not saying it's a great movie. It's my personal favorite. I like the story. I like the storyline. I like the action in the movie. Um... It's not shot great. You can see a few parts where it's an obvious camera cut and edit, but I love the fucking movie. It's a really good fucking movie. And uh, again, uh, what's her name from CSI? Marg Hel- Helgenberger is a. It's just, just, just. She's just always a milf in every movie she plays. It looks like, but it is one movie where Steven Seagal does not actually cup that ass like he usually does. <laughs> He does hey, not. You always got a cup, bro. He, you always got a cup. He, he does not cup that ass in this movie. Uh, but, uh, the, but yeah, again, I would love to see a director's cut. There's, you know, there's, there's a part in the movie he brings up in one part where, um, uh, what's her name? Marg's, uh, brother was, you know, basically molesting her. And supposedly there's a part where she's pointing a shotgun, a gun at him. And no one knows why, but. I would love to see a director's cut of this movie, a full director's cut, because supposedly the movie's an hour and 45 minutes. Supposedly there's another 45 to 50 minutes of this movie that's been chopped. So I would love to see an extended cut of this fucking movie. That's just me. Again, we're putting our favorites out there. And uh, trust me, I could put a ton more Steven Seagal movies out there that are my favorites but um you know i mean exit wounds and on deadly ground like you mentioned i've seen that one a ton of fucking times and of course his first one above the uh, uh above the law always a good one but uh this one right here just happens to be one of my favorites i love watching it no lie i've guarantee i've seen this movie over a hundred times <laughs> Can probably quote it backwards and forwards, can't you? Probably, and we, you know, we get to see a little bit of again Steven Seagal's gun skills in this movie. Uh, all, I'm not—they're a little off base in this movie, but again, this is a guy that can light a match with a fucking nine millimeter from thirty yards away. Se- swear to God, he can do that. You can look it up on YouTube, um, but definitely, you know, a movie to watch. Check that one out, and Anthony. Let's roll on to your next one, buddy. I, we got, uh, what do we got? Two left each? Yeah. Do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe, yeah. I believe this is my fifth one. Um, this one is along the same lines as your last pick. You know, one of those movies that kind of flew under the radar, didn't do super great at the box office. Uh-huh. Uh, to date, the only time these two guys had worked together on screen, mm-hmm. probably because this movie was a flop, but fuck it, I liked it. Going with Showtime from 2002. Wow. All right. Good one. Eddie Murphy, Robert De Niro. The only time they've ever worked together, 
The plot is very much unique. Basically, it's uh, Robert De Niro almost, I don't want to say mocking, but almost kind of like um, satirizing his uh, tough guy image and Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy. Uh, Robert De Niro plays a straight-laced cop, which is, <laughs> if you know anything about the history of Robert De Niro's characters, him playing a cop will blow your fucking mind. <laughs> a straight-laced cop is even more crazy. now. But he, he plays a cop in a couple of movies. What's the uh, 15 Minutes? Yeah, but no, but yeah, but this is like towards the this is like the second half of his career, mm. like early Robert De Niro, you know, like Taxi Driver, yeah, yeah, Mean yeah, Streets, yeah. Godfather, Goodfellas, right, right. Casino. I mean, like, he did kind of he did play the uh, he did play a good guy in um a Bronx Tale, but I don't kind of count that because he was a bus driver and he was more of a father type figure, so that that don't count. Right, 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 right. I got you. no, but this movie, but this movie, have you ever seen it? Honestly, no, I have not. Bro, this is one of those movies that I actually want to review sometime with you because I really think you would like it. I, I, I'm sure I would, and I don't know why I've never seen it. I can't give you a reason, but I've never seen it. I've never watched it. I don't know why. Yeah, so basically he plays, like I said, a straight-laced cop. Eddie Murphy is a cop that really wants to be an actor, right? <laughs> and, 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 and through a series of uh, unexpected and wacky events, these two come together as partners on a reality TV show uh, huh. directed by one William Shatner, who's playing himself. He's uh, playing himself. What was that cop show that he was in back in the day? TJ Hooker. Yes. He's basically playing William Shatner. Is play, he plays a fictionalized version of himself directing Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro. For that part alone, for that scene alone, sir, you have to see this movie. I knew that without even an um. Jesus Christ, that's scary. Uh, actually, well, because it's from your era. Yeah, I'm actually uh, looking at the movie right now. I pulled it up on IMDb here. I want to check it out a little. Is that Kevin Bacon? Yep. He has a little uh, cool cameo. cameo. Kevin Bacon's ever. I'm going to have to check this out. Even though I got a tough time watching De Niro right now because he's such a crazy, new, nutty, nutty, funny duddy. But I'll def- this was the, I'll, I, I, I wouldn't mind reviewing this once, one day. Wow, Anthony. Five and a half out of ten. You're you're getting as low as me, <laughs> but at least mine are getting close to uh, modern times. Two thousand and two, <laughs> sir. Hey, hey, hey! My next one's from two thousand, sir. Yeah, I'm looking at the cast. I don't think um Kevin Bacon was in that, but but you know who was in it? Who might want might have been one of his only acting roles. One Johnny Cochran. You know, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Just letting you know. God damn it, fucking OJ man. Yeah, yeah, but I I, I will watch this movie. Yeah, yes, yeah, like I don't. I'm, I'm gonna reserve. I'm gonna keep some of my feedback. I'm gonna save some of my feedback for the actual review. Mm-hmm. But um, I really think that you'll enjoy this movie. It looks like a movie I would most definitely enjoy. Come on, a cop movie with Eddie Murphy in it. I, and once again, I can't even give you a reason why I've never seen it. There's no reason I haven't I haven't watched the movie. I should have. Yeah, yeah, this is one of those movies that whenever it's on, I don't care what I'm doing, I'll actually stop and watch it. I, I just I love this movie. I will uh, see if I can find it right after the show. How's that? Yeah, it's it's fairly recent, so I'm sure you'll be able to find this with no problem. Oh, I'm sure. So, all right. Um. So I guess I go on to mine. Yes, sir. All right. 
Wesley Snipes movie. I said I had one, and I do have one right now. This movie wasn't another, again, not a great box office smash for Wesley Snipes. Uh, this is a 2000, from from the year 2000 movie of his, The Art of War. Ah. Wesley Snipes is in this movie, and Archer is in this movie. Um, Donald Sutherland is in this movie. Uh, really, really good movie. Have you, have you seen this one, Anthony? Um, let me see. I don't think I have, no, unfortunately. Okay. Wesley Snipes plays kind of a, uh, he's working for the UN, the United Nations, and he's basically a fixer. Ah, basically, one of those. Let's say if someone that they need to be negotiating isn't negotiating, he convinces them one way or another to negotiate. He'll do what he has to do, but he gets kind of, and but they want to get rid of him, and they try to kill him. And he ends up with another person, another girl in this movie. And it's just, it's a really re- action-packed from the minute the movie comes out to the end of the fucking movie. It's really an action-packed movie. But it's a little bit, again, it's another one of Snipes' underrated movies. Um, but to me, listen, I love a lot of Wesley Snipes' movies. Drop Zone. A, a, a great underrated movie of Wesley Snipes. Obviously, we did the you know one of the Blades. I love all the Blade movies, but this movie right here is just one of my absolute favorite Wesley Snipes movies. Just the character he plays, you know, he 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 can't ever be noticed. He's always coming. He's in disguise. It's sort of, you know, I would almost put this on kind of like a U.S. Marshals, you know, kind of how he's in, always in disguise and everything in that movie too with Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of up there with that, but really, really good movie. And just like I said, he he starts off as a good as as a, 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 a an operative for the UN, and basically they end up trying to kill him. And of course, he gets away with it and ends up uh, getting the best of everybody, like Wesley Snipes does in every movie. Of course, of course. So, and I guess since you've never seen it, man, that's it for me. Let's get your next one. Last one, actually. Okay, okay yeah. <laughs> Last one was kind of tough for me, so I'm going to give you a quick honorable mention. All right. All right, honorable mention. And I mainly put it in this category because I kind of decided that it's, pro- it's more of a comedy than action. And I wanted to kind of stay, you know, I wanted to stay kind of like more towards the action theme. All right. All right. So uh, my honorable mention is National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. I do. I love it. This is one of those movies. Look, <laughs> it's silly. It's goofy as hell. But ah, I love this movie. Dude. Emilio Estevez, Samuel L. Jackson, John Lovitz, Charlie Sheen. I don't give a shit if he was only in the movie for like all of uh, thirty seconds. Yeah, it still counts. Dude, I have not seen that movie in so long. I can't even recall that movie. Believe that that actually be a fun one to review. That um, would be. I just, and you know, you know the saddest part, dude. I just said it. Loaded Weapon One. There were plans for a sequel. They were actually going to make a sequel, but they fell through. Why? Well, I wonder why. But <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. The, I mean, come on. That first one was like I said. For what? Like, like I said, did it light the world on fire? No. 
But for what it was, it was funny. Oh, dude. And I, I like I said, I have a hard time remembering that movie because it's been so long since I've seen it. But I love a lot of those parody, like uh, uh, Hot Shots. We should have done Hot Shots. Making fun of the whole Rambo thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you, you, so I guess we would have did that. Would have been part due. <clears throat> yeah, part due. Yeah, we could have we could have done that. That would have been fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I I love all those movies making fun of it. And yeah, they are they're 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 action comedies. That's fine. You can you can throw that in there. But yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, man. I I would have to literally watch that. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> I won't spend too much time on it because I actually want you to be surprised. But that's one you. I want you to watch so we can do it at some point. We'll have to, man. We'll have to do that at some point. All right, but my last pick is another one we actually reviewed, an infamous one. All right. I believe, I'll, I'll, I'll call it an infamous, infamous one. Okay. But a uh, sentimental favorite for me is the chase. Ah. Charlie Sheen and <laughs> Chris, 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 Christy Swanson, bro, like. Buffy, The Chase, Higher Learning, Christy, Christy Swanson is still a good-looking woman. I don't care what nobody say. But mm. uh, specifically in The Chase. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's also a legendary episode with us, Anthony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a legendary episode in the Boxhole family. It <laughs> Box is. Boxman family. In the, in, in, in the family of the boxes, it is. Yes, uh, it is. It is, but uh, again, go back in the archives right there on shoutengine.com slash Hollywood Hangout. You can find that, that right there, and uh, you will see that is a short episode, and you will know why it's so short. Um, I talk faster than I ever have in it to the yes. episode. Yes, we, we <laughs> might actually have to do a uh, director's cut version of that <laughs> because of so much material that was left on the cutting room. It not even left on the cutting room floor. We just did it. Raps. All right, all right, and I gotta go. That's basically that was basically that episode. <laughs> it it was her bachelor party, dude. What the fuck was I gonna do? <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know, man. Like, what? what uh, all right, jokes aside, were you a fan of the chase? Yes, obviously. Yes, that was a very, really good movie. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, what, what, Jesus Christ, we got Charlie Sheen. Uh, what's his name? Henry Rollins is a, of course, a badass in this movie, which he should be in every fucking movie. Um, just a, a, I mean, just a great fucking movie. And it was kind of weird to see Charlie Sheen and that sort of, he was a bad guy, but he was a good guy. He was a tweener. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and most, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you up, but in most movies before that, he was, Usually the the scummy druggy guy. Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, and like I, you know, we've kind of said this before a lot. Whenever Charlie Sheen comes up, I mean, obviously Charlie Sheen, super successful guy. He's made a lot of money over the years, basically playing the same character. And and but I would say in terms of range, this is one of the few times I actually saw Charlie Sheen show some semblance of range because like you said he's a bad guy mm-hmm. but as the movie goes along you start to see he he's not a bad guy he just got caught up in a messy situation right well he was innocent yeah he was he was innocent throughout the whole situation so yeah and he gets to uh make out with Chrissy Swanson while he's driving a car and that that to me for, I mean for uh this came out what 94 
1994 standards, that was actually pretty. That was pretty creative. <laughs> they have the basically that the, the whole movie took place in that car. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. Yeah, it really did. I'm sure the budget for that movie was not a fucking a, a, a killer in there because most of the movie did take place right in the car, and in the cop car. And uh, what, what was the one dude? Um, I know Henry Rollins, but uh, wasn't one of the uh, Beastie Boys in that too? No, Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, uh, the guy. No, I'm sorry, I'm getting them mixed up. It was Flea. It was Flea, and uh, it was both Red Hot Chili Peppers. Flea and Anthony, what's his name? Anthony Kidius, 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 whatever. He's the one that passed away, right? No, they're both still around. Oh, then I'm sorry. I don't want to put that on nobody. I, th- I could have sworn in the past what? It's all right, Anthony. They're they're a very white band. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I understand, Anthony. They're you know no reason for you to give a shit about them. Well, their career is dead because I, I don't I can't recall the last time the Red Hot Chili Peppers were relevant. <laughs> uh, you know what, dude? I started. I didn't like them very much. They had one good album, and after that, it was like. Yeah, now we're all soft, mellow. Listen, I sound like Bob Dylan. If you want to listen, no, I don't give a shit. So, so did the, they they went PC before the world went PC, huh? Yeah, they went shitty before the world went shitty. Put it that way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they had one good album that what is it? Sex, magic, drugs, whatever. Who cares? Whatever. But uh, yeah, they were they yeah they 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 were definitely in the in uh in the chase, but uh. I don't know, man. I I think I might surprise you with my last one. Now, Anthony, you thought we were gonna have some uh some movies that were the same, a little bit of uh a little bit of a little bit of rollover there. I told you I didn't think we were. Now actor crossover, yes. Movie crossover, no. Yeah, you know, definitely actor crossover. That's just gonna happen. Um but one of my last movies is a Travolta movie. Bro, I will hang up if you say Urban Cowboy. That is not an action movie, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I would not do that. All right, so where are you going with this? Uh, John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson is also in this movie. Um, it is basic. Did you ever see this movie? Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, Ty Diggs is in this movie. Harry Connick Jr. is in this movie. Did you ever see this movie? No, but I, I think I'm. This uh, is this the arm? Is it an army? Was the uh, it was it like an army plot or something like that? Yes, it was. It was. It was a uh, army plot that um, supposedly Samuel L. Jackson was killed, but it all turned out to be a, a sort of a DEA scam where these guys were basically getting themselves out of the army by quote unquote dying. Um, it's a very intricate plot, but it's a very, it's one of those movies where like, if I'm sitting there one day and I'm like, what am I going to watch? I don't know. I don't have anything planned. I don't have any TV shows. This is one of my go-tos. Okay. Which is kind of why I put it last. It's one of my go-tos. Travolta first. Look, Travolta is one of my favorites. He always will be. I don't know why he is, but Travolta's a bad motherfucker. And in this movie, he does play a bad motherfucker. He plays a smart-ass DEA agent, uh, former Army Ranger. And it's just a really good plot to this movie. Um, 
Now, I forgot. Did you say you've seen it or you just don't remember a lot about it? I don't remember a lot about it. Yeah. Again, it's not that kind of movie. Again, that's why I, I kind of like doing these because we kind of pull our favorites out of it. And again, dude, we always go a little, you know, kind of, we obviously go nostalgic, but we always kind of go a little bit uh, off the beaten yeah. path with a little bit of underrated stuff like this. But yeah. this movie here is an underrated Samuel L. Jackson movie. And he plays a bad motherfucker in this goddamn movie. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but like I said, it's just a, it, I love the story in this movie. I like the twists, the turns. And to me, this is an action move. This is a real fucking action movie without being shoot em up, explosions, all that shit. You know what I mean? This is just sort of a, it's a story. Yeah, there's some gunfire in it, but not a ton of it. But it's a great story for an action movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, now since you don't remember a lot about it, and we do have a little bit of time left, and, uh, you know, we said we'd throw maybe some random out there if we had some time left. Um, what are some random ones that you wanted to throw out there, Anthony? You got any uh, random action movies we can throw out there? Um, Kind of like, let me see, because I'm kind of like you. Um, I actually enjoy doing this show because... A lot of the go-tos for me are not not necessarily like the uh, the mainstream ones. It would be like a Showtime or Chase, mm-hmm. like those under the radar movies that I can just watch all the time, right. anytime. But uh, ones that I didn't mention, uh, I'm gonna go uh, Beverly Hills Cop three. I, I don't know how many people consider that their favorite. But for some reason, I, I've all—it's not the best in the series, but I have a for sentimental reasons. That's like my one of my favorites. If I had to rank them, it would be like three, then one, then two. Uncle Dave, come on, <laughs> dude! Like, come on! I don't—you know what it is? You, you know what I think puts it over the top for me? The soundtrack. Okay. The sound, I, I love the soundtrack to that fucking movie. Listen, that, that movie is one of my guilty pleasures. I'm not going to fucking lie. I like the third one. It's not a great movie, but I do like the third one. I do. I do. Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and Beverly Hills Cop 2 are what they are. Obviously, I mean, we did Beverly Hills Cop. We did the first one, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did the first one. Second one we need to get to eventually. But those two movies stood out in their own way. Beverly Hills Cop three. I, I mean, I mean, look, Eddie was you know he was making money by that point. A tad um, ridiculous. The movie was a tad ridiculous, Anthony. Yeah, it was. It was a cast. I mean, let's be honest. But you know, he was already established by this point as a megastar. He was. This was a cash grab. Um, it was so hokey. they they, did, they didn't really put a lot into the plot. No, it was hokey. It was a very <laughs> really hokey. Didn't. It was hokey. It was hokey, pokey, okey, jokey, dokey. Okay. You, you, you know what it is? It, 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 it was, it was, it was, it was a ridiculous plot based around a lot of Eddie Murphy one-liners. They basically put, they, they basically said, fuck the script. We got Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy just go out there and do Eddie Murphy things and react, react to shit. They basically put him in ridiculous situations to react to. Sounds about right. But all right, I'll, I'll I'll go with that as a good random one. I like that one. Um, now I didn't mention any Van 
Jean-Claude Van Damme movies because, again, there's there's so many of them that I like. Uh, you know, I mean, Kickboxer, Hard Target, fuck Bloodsport. Um, <laughs> Bloodsport is so ruined for me, dude. It's so ruined for me. It really, dude. Is. You gotta like, you, bro. You gotta let that pain go, man. I can't, man. It just, it, it, it just sticks right there. It's like right in the fucking left ventricle. You know what I mean? It, you know. So it let just, me, so let me guess. You won't go back and revisit that episode in the archives. Probably not. <laughs> So, so for, for so the, the, the for you box man the bloodsport episode that'll be the lost episode. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's just so depressing knowing that he's such a that he he could be a liar. I just I, I don't want to get into it. But I mean, there, there's uh, so many. You know, you were so happy, you were so excited to do that episode, and by the end, you were I, so depressed, I never and should, pissed I, off. I never should have researched that movie. I never ever should have fucking done it. Um, but uh, another thing, I'll I'll definitely mention all the um, what the Bourne movies, all the Jason Bourne movies. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of those? Uh, the original, the other one, no. The, all right, any of them, they're all good, man. You, I, you should check them out. There was one where what's his name, Jeremy Renner took over the the uh, the dude from SWAT. Gambler, mm-hmm. gambler from SWAT, the bad guy, but uh, all the other ones are really good. That's a really good fucking. That's a really. Those are action fucking movies right there. Um, man, and again, the Steven Seagal movies. I picked one, but there's so many good ones out of there. Uh, and you know what? The Mad Max series. But my, have you seen the Mad Max stuff, Anthony, with uh, the Mel Gibson stuff? I've seen that one with Tina Turner. What was that? Uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Beyond Thunderdome. And I'll tell you what, that's my favorite one out of all of them. I believe that that, that would be like Mad Max 3. And I really struggled not to put that one up in my list. Because I absolutely, that's another one I absolutely fucking love. That's a great, fuck, great fucking movie. But there were a few more that I just, I mean, there's there's so many action movies that I could literally just throw in here and right now i can't fucking think of many of them but i really got the main ones that i like to watch when i'm sitting there going man what am i gonna watch and especially if i have stuff to do around the house i'll just throw on the headphones put on one of the one of those movies that i've seen a thousand fucking times and just do what i gotta do around the house now, I haven't seen either one of these in a while, but I'm going to lump them together because they both are Mel Gibson movies. And I'm sure you might have an opinion on them. But uh, Payback and Ransom. I'll Ransom was a what was a that 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 to wow. me, that's one of those movie Mel Gibson movies that really fly under the radar, mm. but it deserves more. It, de- it deserves a lot more credit than it gets. Yes. Mel Gibson, Gary Sinise, um, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, that that's a good. I I wouldn't mind reviewing that one day. That that's a good fucking movie, bro. That's a great movie. I'll tell you the truth. I've actually watched that movie recently because that is a really good movie. And uh, you know, I forgave Mel Gibson for his whole little Jewish rant. Uh, well, well, well. This, the, yeah, the, well, yeah. And this movie predated all of that because this did. was uh, nine, this is in the nine, this was nineties. It did, and I whatever. He was, you know, whatever, whatever. He was drunk. <laughs> uh, a lot of people say when you're drunk, you say what you really mean. 
Yeah. So, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But, dude, Ransom, really good movie. The plot of that movie is really fucking good. I really like that movie. I mean, and, you know, it, it's it's just another... It, it, God damn, dude. I That movie is good on so many fucking levels. So many yeah, it, fucking levels. Yeah, levels, man. too. <laughs> it did, man. It, it really was. I mean... You know, you, you you felt bad for Mel Gibson at the beginning, and then during the middle of the movie, you kind of he he showed his kind of scumbag, greedy part, and you were like, "This guy's kind of a dick." And by the end, you were like, "Oh yeah, kill that motherfucker, kill Gary Sinise, man, kill him." So, good movie, good plot, really one of those fucking that that's an exciting movie, dude. An exciting fucking movie. Oh, shit. You know another uh, exciting movie? What? But long as shit. True Lies. True Lies? Definitely, man. That's another one I haven't seen in a long, long fucking time, man. But, I mean, look, there's so many. Listen, I, 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 I very, very quickly thought of throwing one of the Fast and Furious movies in there. I'm a fan of that franchise. I know those movies aren't good. They're not. I know they're not. I know they're not good. Don't, don't, don't get me mixed up with the guy that's like, those movies are really fucking good. But I like action movies. I like explosions. I like shit that I don't care why it explodes. I don't care if it makes sense. I can take an action movie for what it is nonsensical shit fights that don't need to happen i don't care i like fucking watching shit transformers those action kind of i like all that shit too i know a lot of people don't and oh that shit the michael bay shit is bullshit fuck it i like it (laughs) i like it i don't know about you anthony but i like all those blowing up movies i can Again, mindless fucking mindless movies that I can sit there and just not give a shit about. And uh, you know what else? I was tempted to put on my list, but I once again, I feel like we have we could have reserved these for their they did their their own special episode. So I I kept it all I kept a lot of movies off the list because I felt like they could work as standalone episodes for us, right? But uh, just briefly, since we're talking about action movies, I'm going to lump them together. Bad Boys oh. and Bad Boys 2. Okay. It, it took a lot for me not to put them on my list, but like mm-hmm. I said, I feel like those are two movies that deserve their own standalone episodes. Because really, there's a lot of meat on those bones right there. Definitely. Definitely. But now, those are two movies I can watch anytime. Now, speaking of Bad Boys, have you ever seen the 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 old... Bad boys, the Sean Penn the version. Sean Penn, where he goes to jail. Completely nothing to do with the actual Bad Boys movies. But did you ever see that one? Uh, it's been a long time, but I, I do know about that version. Yeah, and I, I don't want to get into a whole conversation about it. But I was just wondering if you ever seen that movie. That's a really, that's a good damn movie right there, dude. So, but uh, yeah, man, there were so many more we could have put on this fucking list. I mean, there's so many action franchises out there, but. I kind of, again, I kind of wanted to get into, into this for the whole Rambo thing that's going on right now. Um, 
action movies need to be looked at as what they are. Don't expect greatness. Oh, this movie has to be this. This movie has to be that. It's a fucking blow up, shoot 'em up action. Deal with it. That's what it's supposed to fucking be. And you know, it. it oh, he. I don't know. And it, 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 it's 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 just again we've bitched enough on this fucking episode. I don't want to sit here and go back to the beginning where we were kind of complaining about the whole society and this and that, but. We do need to look, start looking at movies once again as just what they are. They're movies. movies. They're not real. Listen, everyone's quick to tell you wrestling isn't real. Everyone is quick to do that. Wrestling, oh, you know that's not real. You know movies aren't real either. Movies are fake. Actors no, are no, no, yeah. no, let's get it right, Bob. What? Wrestling is real. People are fake. People are fake. Movies are fake. How's that said? But we do know that is true. People are supposed to play, actors are supposed to play things that they're completely not supposed to play. It's just the way it goes. Let's stop all this bitching about, oh, this actor, oh, he's not this enough, he's not black enough, he's not white enough, he's not gay enough, he's not trans enough. Let's stop all this shit. Let's just watch movies for what the fuck they're supposed to be watched for. Mindless bullshit entertainment. And, uh, and, and to end, you know, we're getting close to the end here, but I, I do want to kind of go back to, uh, what was that guy's name from earlier? The Rager guy. Oh, uh, the, the, oh, the Rageaholic, um, Razor yes. Fist, Razor Fist. Yes, Razor Fist. Like I said, I, I did enjoy that segment. I enjoyed that clip, but he kind of took a little shot at, uh, Keanu Reeves there. Now look. I'm not the biggest Keanu fan, but come on, dude. He gave us speed. He gave us Bill and Ted. Oh, listen. He gave us the the original Matrix. I I, I thought that uh, shot at Keanu Reeves was a little unnecessary. I I will admit I did disagree with the Keanu. I like Keanu, and and the John Wick series I think is fucking amazing. I can't wait to see the third one. By the way, um, so yeah, I did disagree with the with the uh, Keanu Reeves. I I like Keanu. As a action star, I know oh, it's yes. not to, yeah. my favorite movie is Speed, hands down. I think that was his best one. Oh, Speed is fucking great, dude. I love that. But dude, anything with Sandra, Sandra Bullock is please. Don't get me started. Yes. Don't get me started. This could turn into this could turn into the chase, except by myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That just it. <laughs> That, that took you a minute, didn't it? <laughs> Wait, bye. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try to. I'm not even gonna try to follow that joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love me some Sandra Bullock, man. We, we look, we talked about her enough during the Demolition Man episode, which is where we're fucking headed as a goddamn society, people. Hopefully, if we head, if we really go that way, Stallone will come in, blow some shit up, and we'll be able to get back to where we were. How's that sound? Yep. So. On that note, I think we can go ahead and wrap this motherfucker up, Anthony. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's go ahead and do that. All right. Once again, first thing I want to do, appreciate everybody who jumped on in the chat. Thanks, guys, for coming on in. I know we go on late on Saturdays. Trust me, I'm thinking about trying to convince Anthony to go on a little bit earlier, maybe an hour and a half earlier, get everybody in here. Uh, plus, I can get my... Uh, little newborn to sleep a little bit earlier because it's late already um 
So we'll talk about that. Maybe change the time. Not the night. Maybe the time. Uh, once again, quick plugs real quick by the end of the show here. Check out Wrestling OD. Shaheen over there. Nuclear Heat Graphics. NuclearHeatShop.com. Wrestling's High Marks over there on YouTube. Check them out. You want to laugh your ass off, they will fucking help you do that. Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades over there on the Inhuman Experience. Don't forget to check them out. And Bobby Anthem still searching for his lost soul. Good Lord, I kind of hope he doesn't find it so we can keep those fucking episodes going on. Sorry, Bobby. Uh, (laughs) But they're really good, man. Sorry about that. Uh, Don't forget to check out Eric, Doug, and Doug's brother Daniel on Unscripted Wrestling, which is on the Philly Sports Passion. And, of course, sports are back. God damn it. Football is back. So check out Philly Sports Passion over there with Eric. Um, right over there on all the usual podcast platforms. Check out Wrestling Umbrella. Check out me and Anthony. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday right here on Hollywood Hangout. And, of course, you can check out Dirt She Dudes every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Mixer.com slash Dirt She Dudes. And you guys can follow both shows, Twitter, everywhere else. Spreaker, Twitter, TuneIn Radio. We're on Player FM, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else. You got anything else, Anthony? Hey, we appreciate all your support. Leave a review. And uh, as long as you keep listening, we'll keep on producing. There you go. On that note, once again, thanks everybody that's in the chat room. Appreciate you guys joining us so late. And of course, everybody that downloads this show, we appreciate you too. So thank you very much. And of course, good night. See ya. Peace. Everybody knows that you live forever. Then you had a time or two. Everybody knows the deal is rotten.